0: Hello! Heyo! I'm Iz. And I'm Seish. Welcome back to Iz and Seish. On today's episode, we'll be sharing some of the best advice we've ever received. But before we get into today's topic, let's take a few minutes to share our penny
1: thoughts. What's a penny thought, you ask? Why? It's simple. We ask each other the question, a penny for your thoughts. We share whatever's been on our mind this week. Anything is fair game. So, is a penny for your thoughts?
0: Okay, so my penny thought this week, I've been thinking about routines, and we've talked about our morning routines, our nighttime routines, um, but I've been thinking about weekly routines, and I'm curious to know if there are things you do like on certain days or do like do you have any weekly routines?
1: I think not anymore. I used to have like a very particular like gym routine before the pandemic um i would go tuesday tuesdays and thursdays for sure would be a gym day and then saturdays uh also but then there were days when i would go on wednesdays and sundays so i remember not going on a tuesday and then going on a thursday and remembering that whole week felt so weird because when it came around to friday i thought it was wednesday because (laughs) i hadn't gone to the gym on tuesday so in that sense yeah i do have some routines Um, There are some things I would do on certain days, but I don't think outside of that, I have regular routines during the week.
0: That's fair, especially without the kind of like bounds of a day you go to the office versus don't. Um, But no, I've been thinking about it, especially with classes starting again. I try to keep my Saturdays free from any work or studying related stuff, but it's also that balance, especially with a lot of the work I'm doing. It's not necessarily that I have to do it on a certain day of the week and it's like am I taking a break or am I slacking on my work so finding that balance has been a little tricky as the semester is starting so I'm trying to think about if I need to build in a weekly routine to help manage that
1: yeah I mean I do there are certain things that I do during the week like Thursday evenings are like my me time I will always like disconnect and just Not completely, but for the most part, I'll just uh, switch off like a little bit and um, I'll order takeout and like that's my Thursday evening. It's my designated me time. I think that's like that's that's a good thing to have that like built into your schedule in some ways. Sometimes you need it to be impromptu, but there are other times when knowing you have that to look forward to is also great. Yeah,
0: that's fair. I think I'd try to use Thursday nights because I don't have anything early morning Fridays normally. So Thursday nights, I'll stay up later and do as much school stuff as possible because I don't want to save my Saturday for relaxation and then have a Sunday Scaries type situation. Mm
1: -hmm. So it's
0: all about balance. But okay, interesting. Thank you for sharing.
1: Thank you for sharing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Seish, a penny for your thoughts. My penny thought for this week is about marketing surveys. Ooh. And uh, I quite enjoy everything marketing, communication related. I think at this point, our listeners kind of know that. And if they don't, <laughs> then, then surprise, I like marketing and communications. Um, So I, I've i gotten a couple of surveys in the last few months. And I made it a point to take these feedback forms. Like one of them was about an app and how they, like, how I viewed the user experience of it and what I could see, like, them improving on or things like that. And then the other one was about, like, an email newsletter, like, what I enjoyed about it, what was good, what, what was kind of redundant. Um, and then they were asking, like, my interest in it um, in the content and what kind of things I would like to see. Which is pretty cool and I think it's super important to give this kind of feedback to people because I mean at the end of the day if you're getting this stuff and using these products like you do want them to be great but I also know like it's so hard sometimes to get feedback and like to not like to know what to prioritize too so like if these companies hear from us and they're like okay well this is what a majority of our um, clients like enjoy seeing we should put more of that in and we'll make that more of a priority so I think it's very valuable to give them feedback also I just can't like unsee some of these things like I'm always (laughs) critiquing and thinking about this as I like as I hit websites or open marketing email emails like it's always something that's top of mind like what are they doing really well and then what are they doing that is not working for them yeah yeah But it's something that I'm, like, always seeing in everything I do, like, whether it's an ad on TV or, like, an email in my inbox.
0: Yeah, once you see it, you can't unsee it. I mean, I'm sure they appreciate your advice. Like, I always feel guilty if I don't fill out those surveys, but I also feel like a lot of the times it's if somebody has something negative to say, they're going to say it, but they won't always say positive. So I try to, like,
1: give them some positive encouragement. Yeah, I think that's, like, a balance to, like, give constructive feedback. Yeah, yeah. And like feedback that they can actually use, I think it's so weird because like, that's what I like, that's what I do. I work in marketing, I work in digital communications and it's something I am surrounded by. And I'm, like I said, I'm always seeing, but yeah, it's just something I enjoy doing. And it's weird, like how much fun it is for me. I think it's strange. Not everyone gets the same level of enjoyment from marketing surveys as I do.
0: You're like the dream user. I feel like you're exactly who people want to be using their products.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm glad I can help them and like quite honestly it's a lot of fun for me, so why not?
0: Win-win. <laughs> Let's get into today's topic. So today we're focusing on top advice we've received over the years. This will run a range of different scenarios and different advice itself, obviously. Um, But we're going to go back and forth and share just kind of not only the great advice we've heard, but advice we actually use, which is really the trick.
1: All the golden nuggets of wisdom. (laughs) And chicken nuggets, but like whatever floats your boat. (laughs) Or veggie nugs. We are all opportunity
0: nuggeters over here. (laughs) Um, Cool. Okay. So my first piece of advice I think is fitting as the first that we talk about, because I heard this in college, which is a time when you're going to get advice about so many different things and you need it as like that turning point. Um, But I saw the advice to follow advice from people you admire. Um, So if somebody's at a place in life that you want to be, or they're doing work that you admire that you want to do or if you just want to be like them following their advice will likely help get you there but if like there's somebody who's not where you want to be or isn't who you want to be you know take that into consideration when they're giving you advice um, and I found that to be very helpful at the time when I was trying to figure out what made sense for me school job post postgrad etc so like using that as a way to sift through all the advice you get and understand what makes sense for you as well as trust your own judgment of knowing knowing yourself best and knowing how to keep yourself accountable, but also recognize when a piece of advice might not be as applicable for you compared to somebody else.
1: So who are some people that you follow like whose advice you, who you admire, whose advice you re- really take into account? Ooh, good question. I actually thought about that,
0: which is funny. Isn't that the whole point of this advice? I guess well, more like when you hear the advice, take into account like who's giving it to you, essentially. But okay. I think this, in some ways, this came into play when I was thinking about my Instagram feed and the influencers I follow, and paying attention to their values beyond just their content, and saying like I, like I value the same things, or I appreciate what they're doing, and so part of that looked like diversifying my feed and finding people who are sharing. Important information from like credible resources. So it's the audience, or not the audience, but like the messenger, him or herself or themselves.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like surround yourself with the people who you want to be, like the people yeah. who you like would like to end up like, or who you respect and admire. Exactly, surround yourself with the advice of the people. <laughs> Just surround yourself with those people if you can too. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a step a, a step beyond. <laughs> Okay, so one golden nugget of wisdom. I'm gonna keep calling it this because (laughs) I think I love that the golden nugget thing. I'm obsessed now. (laughs) I love it. Anyways, a golden nugget of wisdom that was shared with me is if you do something with a smile on your face, it just makes it so much more enjoyable. And when it's like kind of a cliche, like it's like if you love what you do, then it's not work. But I found it to be very true, like Even if you're doing something that's kind of tedious, if you do it with a positive mindset, like, it's so much less challenging. Like, it doesn't feel, like, as stressful or as, like, doesn't take as long sometimes even because you're less bogged down by it. And when you do it in a positive mindset, it makes such a huge difference. Um, Yeah.
0: I love this one. This is also advice I received as a child probably when I was complaining or being whiny kid but i think like recognizing that you do have at least the influence of how you react to a situation and choosing to react as positively as you can is so powerful so i really stand behind this one and i love this one
1: yeah
0: okay so my next piece of advice is something i've recently started to pay more attention to um particularly as somebody who likes to come up with new ideas this helps me actually get stuff done. Um, so it's whenever you're planning something or it's taking on something new or just making the next step, always define who, what, and when needs to be done. And then that will help make sure you have an actual actionable plan of whatever you need to do. And then the final trick is actually following the plan. But I think we can look at this podcast. We came up with the idea. And then within a couple of days, you would research how to actually get online. I had started drafting podcast topic ideas, et cetera. So like having I don't know, having the guide rails of not having to figure out like, okay, I don't know what to do next to do this thing, but instead being able to go down this list of like, okay, this is my job. I said I'd do it by Tuesday. I'm gonna do it. And I think that obviously like in a work setting has been helpful, but also just for like personal projects and just like getting stuff done. That helps me a lot.
1: Yeah, this idea is something that I've come across in like research, so I've read James Clear's book *Atomic Habits*. It's been on the New York bestsellers list for a long time, and it's an, it's a great book. And one of the things that he talks about in his research is, um, if you schedule, and I can't remember if he got this from someone else, so forgive me if I'm messing this up. But like one of the things he says is like, if you plan when you're gonna do something and like the date and time of it you're more likely to actually do it than to just say, okay, this is something I want to do.
0: Yeah, I think that's so true. It's the same as if you want to take an ambitious trip. Like it's easy to say, I want to go to Europe for three weeks. But once you actually pick the dates, then it's like you can buy the tickets, you can plan your itinerary, like figuring out when it's going to happen makes it so much more real.
1: Mm -hmm, For sure. It's good to have the bucket list things to do, but also actually like making those actionable i think yeah you're right there it's very important mm-hmm. the next piece of advice that i've gotten is actually something my mom told me never go to someone's house empty handed this seems like more of an indian custom less so of a western custom i feel like it's like bringing some kind of gift or sweets when you visit someone's house for the first time or when you go over to someone's house for dinner like never go empty handed just like as a rule of thumb i don't know how you feel like do you do you feel like this is like a western custom i know like people will bring like a bottle of wine over for dinner or things like that or like a housewarming gift but i i feel like it's less common
0: yeah i feel like this is something i think of when i think of like dinner parties like you always bring like a hostess gift but that's it feels more formal to me um but i do i have heard the advice of like if you're going to somebody's like a organized party like you know, bring that bottle of wine, bring whatever. But it sounds like this is even deeper than that. Like when I visit you sometimes, like I just come over, you know, to hang out.
1: Oh, no, no. Like I think it's different like with friends for sure. Like, um, like I would just show up at your house on a Tuesday. Like that's different. I'm not going to bring a <laughs> bottle of wine. Well, I might, but like, <laughs> like- every single time. <laughs> but <laughs> that's different. That's because we're probably going to drink it, not like as a gift for you every single time. Um,
0: Yeah, I do feel like this piece of advice is very, like, appropriate for our 20-somethings audience because, to me, the first time I was going over to a friend's place for a party or, like, for an event and I brought something, I was like, oh, wow, I feel like an adult right now. Like, part of having, like, adult friendships, I feel like, is doing things like bringing a hostess gift or bringing a host gift.
1: Um, Yeah. So I like this. And when in doubt, just bring it. Like yeah can never go wrong with sweets. I feel like I mean no one's going to like no one's going to be like oh my gosh, I hate you for bringing this into my house. <laughs> How dare you bring me a present? Yeah, that's so
0: true. Okay, so my my next piece is kind of like wording-wise kind of similar. Um but it's that to never leave a room empty-handed. So this is more if you're like me and you are very um I don't know how to say, I'm not very tidy, um, but this is advice I read on the internet a couple of years ago to help just keep your space organized little by little. So, you know, if you're going from the bedroom to the kitchen, don't just like walk over, like do a scan. If you have any empty glasses, grab them and bring them with you. Um, so just like, you're going to be moving to that room anyway. So you might as well grab something and bring it with you. I've Sometimes I'm really great about this. Other times I totally forget, but it's like a little advice to be more productive when the actions you're already taking.
1: I love this piece of advice so much. And I actually was thinking about it and (laughs) it's really funny because I feel like in one hand, it's always my laptop. And in the other hand, it's always my phone. <laughs> and then there's no room to bring my like water glass or my water bottle, so I'll always make two trips. <laughs> At least you get your steps. <laughs> I mean, it's not that many steps. <laughs> it's not that far away. <laughs> but this is great piece. This is like a great piece of advice. It's like, it's just a small things and it'll make you feel good. You won't have to worry about it later.
0: Yeah, like if you can build the habit, it's the same idea is like if you clean five minutes every day, you won't have to spend an hour cleaning once a week. Like the little things can help at least.
1: Yeah, my my next piece of advice is actually very similar mm. in terms of the theme. It's also about cleanliness. It's a clean space is a clear mind. And so you'll get more done if you're not worried about your environment being a mess. Like you're more likely to get things done and feel more productive and be able to focus on it if there aren't any like distractions so like having that that dirty glass there even if it's like on the corner of your eye like you're seeing it and you're like oh like I should pick that up I should clean that up like some on some level I feel like you're distracted by it because it's just sitting there
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah like that clutter can really seep into like your actions which is so true and sometimes when I'm Especially if it's getting towards the end of the week and I've been working on a ton of different stuff, like spending 10 minutes to just clear my desk off or at the end of my day, I used to do that when work from home first started and I was working from the kitchen and I just was like too much. And I was like at the end of the day to really tell myself I was done. I would close my laptop, put it away, put all my papers and notebooks away. Just like having that like moment of recentering your space helps a lot.
1: For sure it it makes such a huge difference, at least for me. And I'm sure like first for quite a few other people too.
0: Yeah, I actually I took a class last quarter called leading a good life living a good life. And we went through all these different topics about ways to I don't know, like live life better and more fulfilled. Um, And one of the same like themes I kept coming up is your environment really influences your actions. Um, And I feel like this really speaks to that too. And, like the same yeah. idea I've heard is like a clean sink is a clean mind or a clear mind. So the same concept of like trying to minimize the clutter can help in more than just having a clean space.
1: I need to do my dishes.
0: (laughs) I know, so do I. I'm avoiding it. (laughs) So my last piece of advice is to remember to consider the other person's perspective, um, especially in moments of conflict or moments of frustration. I think... It's, like, something you have to take the, like, onus on yourself to actually do, but especially when I'm feeling extra frustrated, I really try to remind myself to just take a moment and think through what they're feeling or what they might be thinking, and that really does help bring me back to, like, a more zen place, I feel like.
1: Yeah, and you don't know everyone's stories. You don't know what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, There might be things that are affecting them that aren't related to this, and, yeah, sometimes it sucks when that like seeps into other things like but I mean that's just life. Like that's just being human. So get, ha- living life with some compassion I think is is super important. Not just living life with compassion but like being on understanding that everyone has their own experiences and all of those build up and influence the way they think about things and who they are as a person. So Yeah. Being more considerate towards it, I think, is a really good piece of advice.
0: Um, for me at least, I think having that understanding is really helpful, even though it might not change like the situation itself or change the situation I'm in, but say like having that justification almost of like this person is acting this way. I don't know why exactly, but instead of just being like, I don't like that they're acting this way towards me, it's like, okay, maybe this is where they're coming from or maybe this is how they're feeling. And then if nothing else, like, for me, I feel like it's very, like, one of the things I try to do the most is stay, like, really, I don't know, just, like, feel, like, at peace internally and, like, not have a lot of emotional turmoil or if, like, if I'm feeling whatever I'm feeling to understand why and understand what's going on. And if I'm in conflict with somebody, I feel like that Is really hard for me to process sometimes. So, this helps me kind of recenter myself and also just get that like wider perspective, which helps me see things more clearly and less, I don't know, like emotionally without any understanding of where they are or even where I am in juxtaposition.
1: Yeah. No, that all that makes sense for sure. I think it's, um, it's kind of along the same lines as assuming best intentions for people. Mm. And, sometimes it's hard to do but like if someone says something to you or whatever it is and you're like that sucked but sometimes if it depends on like obviously how long you've known that person or whatever like you can assume best intentions like they didn't actually mean to be malicious or whatever it was
0: yeah I think
1: especially if it's like a first time
0: offense or whatever like until you know this situation it is it's a little bit like yeah you don't want to get like I don't know people walking over you, but you do. What's the harm in assuming they meant it better than it came out?
1: I think the best way to phrase this actually is to think about it like as an open, non-judgmental like process. Like you're not judging someone else, or you're trying not to come to judgments or as and like have assumptions about other people as you are conversing with them or interacting with them.
0: Yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah, I think – and I mean, like, let's be real. Like, sometimes people are just going to be annoying and, like, it is what it is. But at least it's trying to not not go in with judgment. I like how you phrase that.
1: For sure. Okay. Do you have any other advice? Any final thoughts? So I did think of
0: one last thing while we were talking, and this is a little bit of, like, a straight talk, but it's something I feel like I have to remind myself. Um, and it's that like nobody owes you anything um so it's just like I don't know like you have people you care about and that you got in your friendship or through your relationship you have more of an understanding and commitment to each other or you have like contract like at work but in reality you know like nobody has to do anything for you and vice versa and like we choose to do things for each other because that's like a decent human thing to do but Sometimes that helps me when, like, you are in those situations where somebody's just being a jerk and it's like, you know what, like, it is what it is. Like, I'm going to put my hands up and walk away. And, like, it's fine. Like, that, I you don't always understand where somebody's coming from, even when you try, but it's okay at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. So. You don't take no BS, right, is
0: <laughs> I try. I mean, easier said than done. In reality, I'm a very chilled out person got me fired up. But anyway, that's it. That's all my advice for now. Anyway, so we'll wrap it up. Um, As always, we have a couple questions for you, the listeners. First of all, what's the best advice you've ever heard? Please share it with us. We're always looking for more. And then what's the advice you've heard that you actually follow? Because I found when I was thinking about advice that I've heard, there's a small, a shorter list of things that I actually do on a regular basis. Um, So let us know. We want to hear from you. And as always, send in your advice requests and we'll get my advice column going.
1: Yeah, you can follow us on Instagram at Isn't and you can send us what advice you have for us. Um, you can DM us or email us at is at gmail.com. That's all the golden nuggets we have for you today. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast for more episodes. Bye.
0: Podcast produced by Izan Sage. Music is Paradise by Ixan.